Good morning. Hey, we're in a, we're kicking off a new series called Lifted. We're talking about praising God from every place in life. We're going to be in Psalm 47. In verse 1 of Psalm 47 says this, clap your hands, all you peoples, all right, all, all peoples. And so I started thinking about that verse and, you know, I should have started, you know, getting deep and studying, but instead what I started thinking was clap your hands, everybody, everybody clap your hands. And I started thinking, I know that this is in a song, right? Like this is in music. And so I decided I'd start going to look for it. And I was surprised how much music exists <clears throat> with this particular phrase, clap your hands, everybody. So I found, I found this one. Let's see if y'all ever heard this one before. Try it. Come on, you can do it. There you go. That's, that's, that's actually the whole song. There, the entirety of the lyrics of this song is everybody clap your hands. I think it's going to win a Grammy. Like, it's, it's going to, right? Like, it's, uh, I never heard that one. So I started thinking, but that's not the one I was looking for. And then I realized that the one I thought I was looking for was actually a scene from The Revenge of the Nerds. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't bring that one. Um, but I, I did find the one that was really in my head. It's from when music was cool back in the you know, late 80s, early 90s. And it was this one. Clap your hands, everybody. Yeah. Everybody just clap your hands. Y'all know this one? Clap your hands, everybody. Y'all can't even clap to it, though. Y'all are going. That's LL Cool J. If you didn't know that, that's who that is. And that's the song I was looking for, right? And so I started thinking, man, but then I I realized there was one more song that came up, and I said, everybody's thinking about this song. There's one song everybody else is thinking about. Yeah. The only song everybody dances to at the wedding. You know what song it is? Right? Now move right to the left. Now move to, to the, the right. Take all right, all right, that's good. All right. So, so anyway, you know why everybody dances to that song? Because it has instructions. <laughs> that's right. You know, like I know what my left is, and I know what my right is, and I know what it means to go backwards. Right? I can do those things. Right? I can turn. Right? I can turn. Right? And so, there's a lot of other songs I avoid because I don't. There's no instructions. Right? There's no instructions in the song. So actually. To kind of change this tone here, so much of the Psalms are instructions in worship and praise. So when it says, clap your hands, all you peoples, it's actually a call to clap your hands and praise. Like, it's instructive. The, the worship leader is telling you what to do. Clap your hands, all people. Let's go on. Psalm 47 one says, clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. Loud songs of joy, shouting. Some of you are like, I think that would not honor the Lord if I were to shout about it. Well, he told us to shout about it. For the Lord the Most High is to be feared. A great king over all the earth. He, has, he subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a song. 
God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of peoples gather as the peoples of the God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. It tells us to, to praise the Lord. It gives us some instruction on how to do it. This is um, a, a call to praise, a call for all to praise him. It's a call for all. By the way, I, I want you to understand something. Even in God choosing for himself a people. Later in this psalm, it it talks about the people of Abraham. That God chose for himself a people. But I want you to understand, when God chose Abraham, he, he he told Abraham this, that he was choosing him. Why? So that all the peoples of the earth would be blessed through him. And the call is for all, that all are called to praise him. There's actually some structure to the psalm. There normally is. In these songs, there's, there's two stanzas in this one. The first there is the call to praise, a call to, to all the people. Or it actually is all the nations. So you have to realize that this was, uh, Israel was at the height of its uh, uh, political power. And there were other nations that they would have conquered. And it's saying, this is a call to all peoples to clap their hands and praise the Lord. Not just to my chosen people, to, to all people. And then, then out of that call to praise comes a praise of God's victories, his goodness to his people and what he's provided for them and, and their success and, and, and what he has done for them. It even goes on later to talk about how he provides a shield for them. And then there is another call to praise. It changes more speaking to the specific people, the people of uh, the descendants of Abraham, but all are still included because it was the initial invitation to sing and to praise. And then it's the praise of God's kingship, of his greatness, of his holy throne, this power that he has. So we see his goodness, we see his greatness, we see his glory in this psalm. This is what is known as an enthronement psalm. It's talking about the the throne of God, the throne that he and he alone is worthy to sit on that no other can, can claim or have or attain because he is a great God. There's actually this poetic flow in this uh, psalm that is often lost to us because it's in, written in Hebrew originally and we're reading in English, so some of the poetry of it's lost in translation. But early on, uh, there's this phrase that is Yahweh Elion, which is the Lord Most High. We, we, we translate this word Yahweh as the Lord, but Yahweh is actually the name that God gave himself when Moses asked him, who should I say you are? When I go to the people in Egypt and I say, I've been sent by God to deliver you, what should I call you? And the name that he gave himself was Yahweh, which means I am, I am. I am that I am, I am what I am. I am because I am. Nothing has caused me, nothing made me. He is the the first, he is the beginning, he is the alpha, he is the omega, all these words. I am, I am. That's his name. Yahweh Elohim. Elohim is the the word that's used for, for God. So the Lord, the God that is here, the Lord most high. But it has a poetic parallel later when he is called the great king. And I want you to consider this, that any king could be called a great king. But he had already been called the Lord Most High. And his kingdom is different than the other kingdom because he sits on the kingdom of God, the throne of heaven of which there is no other who can attain 
or sit upon it. This is the praise of our God. And the thing I want us to learn as we go through this whole series together, as we look at this enthronement psalm, this is a psalm in which, man, they're singing, man, you have made us victorious. You have done good. You are great. But not every psalm sounds that way. And the truth I want us to learn as we go through this lifted series, praising God from every place in life, is this, is praise can be lifted from every place in life. There is no place in life which praise of God cannot be lifted from. Every place in life. He is worthy of praise in every place in life. He is deserving of praise. No matter where you find yourself, no matter what circumstances or situations you find yourself in, he is always worthy of praise. See, we will see praise expressed Win or lose. See, some of you didn't know that until yesterday. You know, yesterday, win or lose, he's still worthy of praise. Good or bad, tough times or good times, happy days and sad seasons, the circumstances of praise are different, and they might even cause our, our praise to sound different. You know, when, when you're in a great place and you're being thankful and grateful, man, that sounds one way. But when you find yourself in a season of lament or struggle or difficulty, it's not that you're praising, but it doesn't sound the same. But it's just as pure. It's, it's just as, as real. We need to remember that praise is the result of choice, not circumstance. It's not our circumstances that, that cause God to be deserving of our praise. He both deserves our praise and he desires our praise. You know, as we go through this series, um, I want you to know next week we're going to deal with what is called a lament. A lament is, man, they're sad. They're, they're, they're when people find them place, themselves in the, the hardest and most difficult places of life, yet they're praising God from that place. It's not void of the circumstances. Actually, I'm going to tell you this. God is worthy of praise no matter our circumstances, but you've never praised God absent of circumstances. You can only praise God from where you are. And sometimes you're in a season of lament Will you praise him. Then the next week, we're gonna talk about thanksgiving, what it means to be grateful to God for the things that you have and the blessings. Sometimes the circumstances we find ourselves, man, God, you're so good to me. Why are you so good to me? I praise you. How to do that? The right heart and spirit. The next week, we're going to talk about the psalm of repentance or a psalm of return. You know, like you praise God from where you never should have gone. Your sin took you further than you thought you'd go. You ever heard the saying, sin will take you farther than you, than you thought you'd go and keep you longer than you thought you'd stay? You find yourself in that place and all of a sudden, you know what? You can only praise God from where you are. You know, it makes me consider the parable of the prodigal son who in the worst place of life in the pigsty, in the pig pen, literally starving to death, what did he do? He remembered the goodness of the father. And we, when we celebrate the return, we always celebrate when he arrives home. But it was in that moment that he realized how good his father was. It was in the worst place, oh, that there's this beauty of the psalms and songs and praises of return. And the last one's just going to be about a psalm of hope. 
Because sometimes we're going to talk about, there's, there's, there's psalms that are about hopeful in this, the Lord's going to deliver us in this, he's going to do this. But there are some songs and some psalms out there that are just about the hope that we have. And this is the hope that we have, that he who began a good work in us will carry it into completion to the day of Christ Jesus. That's our hope. And sometimes, man, we just need to praise him because we have some hope. We have all hope. We have hope that is enduring. And it's just, it's not about anything else. It's void of all the circumstances. Oh, Lord, I'm hoping you'll do this. Lord, I'm, no, Lord, you're my hope. I'm going to praise you because of that. So that's what we're going to do in this series is, is we consider that praise can be lifted from every place in life, that it's a result of choice, not of circumstance. So the, the first truth from Psalm 47 today is, is this. Praise is for all people in all places. Clap your hands, all peoples. The, the, the call of the Lord is to all. That he is calling all. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever get that confused. It has always been the heart of God that all the peoples of the earth would be blessed. It is the heart of God that Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, whosoever shall believe upon the name, name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever, it's, it's such open wording. It's an invitation to all. There's this call to the Lord that all are invited. The call to praise is for all because all are called to praise. But here's the thing. We choose to praise because we're called to praise, but not everybody that is called to praise will praise the Lord. He is calling in his creation. The heavens declare the glories of the Lord. He is making himself known, as Romans says, through his creation. He is calling through his witnesses, which is you and me, that we would testify to his goodness and to his greatness, that there is this call. But true praise is not just acknowledging something that is good and that there's this God out there, right? Like, there's all kinds of people who offer to God praise. Like, you know, like I don't know, every once in a while you'll, you'll see somebody who their life does not in any way show that they are a person who acknowledges the Lord Jesus Christ with their life. But right there, they're at some beautiful place and they take a picture of the beautiful mountains and all of a sudden there's, like, there's this acknowledgement of, of God. Praise is more than that. Praise is acknowledging that God is who God says he is and that God has done what God says he has done. It is acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is both Savior and Lord. That is where we begin to have the capacity to offer to God real and true praise. And he desires this praise and he deserves this praise. That, that he is at work in and for us, but that he is in and of himself deserving of praise. And then it, it goes on in this passage. And it says these things. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord the Most High is to be feared. It's not a word we use very often in talking about our faith anymore. But did you know that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? There's no wisdom outside of fearing the Lord. It's where wisdom starts. Now, what does it mean to fear the Lord? Well, fear is a pretty good word. Describes it pretty well. But it's this fear as in awe. Like when Isaiah was by, by God brought into the throne room of God, 
He was just humbled. Lord, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I come from a people of unclean lips. I am, I am unworthy to speak your praise. And then God, by his grace, touched him with a coal and made his lips capable of speaking the praises. I want you to understand, man, there should be this fear and awe of God. But, but here's the thing we need to learn is he is deserving of praise because of who he is. But he desires praise. He, he loves us. He cares for us. There's this fear of the Lord. And then it says this, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us, the nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, that he has done good for us. It goes on and it talks about his greatness and it talks about the shout and the, the trumpet, which is the royal processionals and for God is the king of all the earth. But it even says this of him, that God reigns over all the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The, the thing we need to learn is praise is lifting high. The goodness, the greatness, and the glory of God. He is good. God is good. He chose them. He considered them. He loved them in spite of themselves. God is good. He has loved you. He has chosen you. He has called you in spite of yourself. He is a good God. Who here today believes that God is good? Does anybody believe God is good? Yeah, you can make some noise. It says you can make some noise. Not only is God good, God is great. He sits on a throne no one else can sit on. And he's not sharing it. It's his. He is great. He rules over all the earth. He's the maker of it. He's the maker of the heavens and the earth. He is good and and he is great. Who believes God is great today? And he is glorious He is the only one that deserves all glory and honor and praise. There is no other. He deserves it. He is good and he is great and he is glorious. Praise is praising the person of God. He's good. It's who he is. Praise is praising the person and the power of God. His place of authority. Acknowledging who he is and the purposes of God, that he's glorious and he's good and he's great in all that he does. And we who don't deserve to speak his name have been called into his praise by his grace, by his goodness and kindness and love and mercy towards us. Praise is lifting high the goodness of God to the God who is good. Praise is remembering, not only does my God deserve to be praised, he desires to be praised. He wants our praises. By the way, God doesn't need your praise today. God's not having a better day because it's Sunday and more people showed up to sing along with some songs today. Like, he's not in need of it. We need praise. We need encouragement. We We need that. God is not in need of it. He is great. There's nothing that compares to him. But he is good and he desires it. I want you to consider his greatness and his goodness in this way. He is great. He is the king of kings, the lord of lords, the maker of the heavens and the earth. And in his goodness, 
This maker of the heavens and the earth literally became a part of that which he spoke into existence. He humbled himself and took upon himself the form of man and became a servant. And was not only that, he was obedient to death, even death on a cross, that the one who created the wood allowed his hands to be nailed to it because he's a good God and he desires your praise. And he paid the price so that your lips, which are not worthy of singing such, will sing it for all of eternity. That's what our God has done. We praise him for his goodness, his greatness, and his glory. And praise is action. It's active. It's not passive. Praise is not a spectator sport. Some of you need to hear that again. I'm going to say that again. Praise is not a spectator sport. It's not watching other people do it. There's some things that it says here that we're supposed to, it says clap your hands. In church, you can clap your hands. You too. Actually, let's try it. Let's go. Yeah. You see, you can. All right, let's go a little faster. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, um, you can shout. Shout to the Lord. A song of joy. Hey, can, does anybody know, can, anybody, can anybody say amen? amen? Yeah. Can anybody say hallelujah? hallelujah? You know, you're allowed to say those kind of things when I'm preaching. I'm just saying, like, I don't know why people think they can't do that while I'm preaching. I'm good with it. The preacher's good with it. But you don't have to just say, like, church phrases. You can say, like, well, this might be a church. You can say, preach it. Yeah, I like that one. I might go longer if you say that one, but I'm just telling you. I like that one. You know, sometimes when I'm here, I, I like being up here in the front where the, the speaker's a little bit louder. Nobody can hear me um, singing. Because sometimes I like to shout, too. I say, woo! You know, you can just shout to the Lord. He's worthy of it, yeah. And clap, shout, sing, are the closest there too that you can do. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. It didn't, I'm, I'm glad it doesn't say make a beautiful noise to the Lord. Just joyful. Just sing his praises. Why? Because he deserves it and he desires it. Even f- he desires it from those of us who've never been on tune. He desires it. He wants to hear your praises. He inhabits the praises of his people, this good, great, and glorious God. He's worthy of it. He's worthy that we honor him. We praise him. You know, worship is not emotion, but it is emotional. Right? Worship is not a feeling, but there's feelings that we feel when we worship. And actually, I, I want to I give a, a double warning today, all right? There's a double warning because I see these things in, in the church overall, in, in Christianity. Man, there are some people who are so afraid of emotionalism and people just responding out of emotion and that they, they, they put away so much of what God has actually called us to do. They're afraid for it to look alive and active and clapping and shouting because while people are just getting excited, it it, it sounds to me like like God told us to get excited. That's what it sounds like to me. Now, I want to give another warning. 
Now, I want you to hear me this. Some of you, if you're not careful, you begin chasing certain emotions and feelings. And you leave church and you go, oh, this wasn't good praise today. Was God praised today? Was God good today? Is God great today? Is God glorious today? I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be some days you walk in here and you're going to walk in in a season of lament and you're going to walk out in the same season of lament, but God will be praised. There's some days you're going to walk in and you're thankful and you might come in and all of a sudden your heart turns from thankfulness to repentance because there's been some things you were ignoring and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and it doesn't feel the way you hoped it would feel but God be praised because God is great and God is good and God is glorious and he's still calling you to himself he deserves the praise and he desires the praise but praising God is more just than acknowledging that he exists it's acknowledging who he is it's confessing it with our mouth and with our life that he and he alone is both Savior and Lord. You've never really praised Jesus until you've bowed your life to his Lordship because that's who he is. Today, if you would say, I, I, I don't want to just sing a song. I want my eternity changed. Then today, we'd love to have a conversation with you about what it means to know Jesus Christ is both Savior and Lord that you would speak this praise for the first time with your life and it wouldn't just change this day, it would change every day. Because that's what our God does. He is good and He is great and He is glorious. And He's deserving of all praise. So, we're going to end by singing together. And while we sing, let's praise Him. And while we're singing, some of you are sitting here and you go, man, I've never come to that place of faith. Yeah, I've shown up and I've sung the songs and I've been a part of the music. I've clapped my hands, but I've never come where I, I came to that point where I confessed my sinfulness and my failures and and I confessed and believed in his goodness and in his grace and in his greatness. And I confess that he is both Savior and Lord. I've never made that decision with my life. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Myself and some other leaders will be up here while we're singing. We'd love to talk to you. Just move out from where you're seated during this song. And we'd love to have that conversation. But we're going to praise the Lord together right now. Y'all stand and I'm going to pray for us. Father God, I pray that you would be praised in this place. Lord, I believe that there's somebody in this place who's never really come to that place of, of knowing you and confessing you. And Lord, I pray that today would be the first day of true praise in their life. Lord God, I pray for those who are your children, who know your goodness and your greatness and your grace in their life. Lord, I pray right now that this would be a time where we just lift high your praise. For you are worthy of it, Lord. You are deserving of all glory and honor and praise. And there is none other that deserves it. So we give it to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray.